a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me recurve, Hamish. Thank you. Uh, there wasn't anything wrong with the first curve, but I am glad I did it again. <laughs> Ahoy to me compound, Jack. Oh, am I bow? There we go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're bows, mate. <laughs> we're bows. We, we are delicious uh, forms of getting arrows in the air and yep. on target. We are My newfound hobby. Of bows that an archer would use. I am a bear bow. I'm a bear. I'm a recurve bow, but I've got no accessories. Haim, you were used in the Olympics, the recurve. Mm-hmm. Recurve bow has the accessories such as a stabilizers. Yep. Cheating, I would imagine, but uh, no, apparently... No, no, well, no. Com- compounds are the ultimate cheat because aren't they the ones that when you pull back, you feel no, they feel weightless? Uh, try again, Jack. Uh, they do not... You need... I mean, you can get different strengths, like 60, 70, 80, 90 pounds of... Got pull. yours yet? Uh, bit of a busy week, but shopping around, yeah, doing... These are all the facts I'm interested in learning about as I get to the range. Well, as sent in my first of five times to learn archery. Well, I, I, I thought compound was the one that when you pull back, you're actually not feeling the pull well, on you, it. You, you get past a certain bit, and then it's then it is easy to hold it open. Mm. But to actually move it at the first, you have to... But, like, obviously, the harder you can get it, pulled, the further that arrow is going to go. Yep. So they're your bows that can shoot like 100 metres. It's the, As sent in, uh, it says the most modern style and most precise bow is the compound yep. bow. It's bow's yep. different type of pulley system for a unique let-off yeah, of the right. arrow. Let-offs in quotation marks, is that something that you guys use when you guys are down at the range? It's like... Like I said, still looking forward to my first range trip, <laughs> but um, yeah, the other, or you loose the arrow. In other words, you lose, uh, it. You loose it okay. as, uh, as it flies. Uh, so certainly circling this as a hobby, yep. but yep. still have not made that critical first trip <laughs> <laughs> to the range to be able to talk with it uh, with any more authority. Um, but appreciate us having Archery Chat on the show, and uh, we're certainly Hitting, hitting, I think, a neglected field. Um, I worry. We're too fishy at the start of the we're season. We're like a BCF mm-hmm. at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> we're like <laughs> an outdoors, we're an outdoorsman's show. <laughs> yeah, and there was worry that we were going too much fish content. Mm. I feel yep. like we are skirting the areas of too oh, much. Mate, we've mentioned Harpo's <laughs> twice. Archery. Well, no, this would be the third time. This would be the third time. Okay. It was in Chit Chat Champions as well. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, Right, anyway. Uh, Hamish, ahoy also to Emma, uh, who's here in Australia. Hello, Emma. Hi, Hamish and Andy. So my brother and I have an argument here. So I'm saying he's lost touch with the common man because he is currently staying in a really nice resort with beachside views Mm -hmm. and a really lovely balcony. But he's saying he hasn't lost touch because he won the night's stay in this resort through a raffle. But I'm saying, no, he's still lost touch because common, the common man doesn't usually win a raffle. <laughs> Banning luck. Banning luck from this the common man. That's harsh but fair. Entering a raffle, very common Very man. common man. <laughs> looking, for, looking for value but winning, and looking for a big win. Winning the raffle? I think, I mean, look, if a common man enters, it can't change your life from common to uncommon. You used to be a common man enjoying an uncommon thing. I think he's in the right. And I appreciate Emma uh, using the very easy-to-use system at Hamish and Eddie for uploading a note. But I, 
I Very think, I'm not sure how you feel, guys. Let's do a vote of three. But I think he's in the right. If he's won this luxury stay, it's a common man in an unusual situation. Yeah, yeah. it's like the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the longer he stays, because it's only probably through a raffle a few nights. But if he was to stay there for too long, that's when he does lose touch with the common if man. Because he, he forgets what it's like to live as the common man. Oh, yeah, I see. So if he gets a taste for it and mm. rebooks it on his own dime. Well, that's true. Or if he meets someone mm. at the resort yeah. who goes, we're obviously doing well for yourself. Let's talk business. And they go into business <laughs> together. Yeah, that, and then he, he never looks back. Yeah. And that will have been the gateway to losing touch. So watch out for raffles as well. <laughs> watch out for business opportunities during <laughs> raffle wins. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to protect your common man status. Yes. It is a warning yep. to all, it and is. I'm glad we said it. And uh, uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago on the show, um, I took it upon myself as a public service to read out some sightings that people have made of you in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Some genuine Andy sightings. Mm. Now, they genuine. are... In well, they are genuine right? people. I don't think people would lie. They're taking the time to sit down and write out was often, to be fair, a traumatic experience for them. So a lot of people, I think a lot of people lie. Well, yep. that's a shame, Ando, because I actually don't think our listeners are like that, and I appreciate them sharing. Okay, to be honest, and the vulnerability and the courage it takes to share something that again can't be easy for a lot of people to share. Now I can't get to all of them. I'm just going to pick a few. At random here, okay, Ando. Are these people um, written in? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's hundreds, well, dozens that okay. have written in with live Andy Lee sightings. Producers, um, okay. Uh, okay, this uh, this comes in from Dunk. Hey guys, just flagging an Andy sighting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's and it's sort of like a, I guess it's like a community service. Like yep. if you see something, <laughs> say something. <laughs> I was desperate for a gasper and went to the local chugstick shop in Norwood, South Australia. They were about to close and there was a small crowd, so I went to push my way in. But as I approached the door, I was throttled by a red-faced and sig-horny Andy. (laughs) (laughs) As he barreled through me and bought the last vape in the store. I just thought the people should know. Now, can I appreciate I, that. I, I don't appreciate I've not heard Sighorny before. Sighorn. <laughs> That's <laughs> why, that is why I got to run. <laughs> I don't appreciate the misinformation being spread about me smoking because I was on a flight back from Perth to Melbourne the other day. Oh, please. And at the start, where, <laughs> please, they, please, please. where they say, um, all toilets are fitted with smoke detectors. So, <laughs> so the use of cigarettes or e vapes is strictly prohibited. A lady turned to me <laughs> with high eyebrows and went, Still time to hop just on. a little nod. <laughs> Still time to get off and catch the bus if you want, mate. They stop regularly for a smoke. So uh, um, anyway, and, uh, like, I'll, I'll challenge that. This that comes one. in from, and I hope it's, mm. uh, he doesn't mind me saying his full name, but he's, he's included it. So Simon Piera. Mm-hmm. I was recently out in Sydney on Oxford Street. It was a night out and I had quenched my thirst throughout the night, so consequently I went to the men's bathroom to relieve myself. I started my stream and about 15 seconds later a taller presence appeared over my shoulder to use the urinal next to me. Mm-hmm. It was a small partition to block the lower glance, but I did the obligatory side facial glance and wouldn't you know it, it was one Andy Lee next to me. <laughs> uh, about 30 seconds later... And he left the urinal stall. Ah, yes, the old inferior penis, I said. (laughs) Andy, now at the basin, said, F off, mate. Come and say that to my effing face. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I know, Jack. 
Alas, still holding a steady and superior stream, I could not turn around to face the man at risk of flooding the bathroom. <laughs> Andy made a quick exit as I continued holding my penis. That's well, from Simon Piera. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one doesn't stack up. This one doesn't stack up on a few grounds. He said it, Maze. I don't think Simon Piera is going to sit down on the computer and write out a lie. Is because I've got inferior flow. Yeah. It's slow release because I don't have the power. There's no way he could have started and me started and finished inside. If he had, if he had left and I'd walked out half an hour later or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would have been a more accurate representation of my flow and yep. hence he could, we could have had that argument after that where I would have swore him <laughs> red-faced. <laughs> but I think that one's false. Do you really? Because I sort of read the subtext there as him saying perhaps you panicked and nothing came out. Mm. Well, I haven't been to Sydney this year. The other part, <laughs> the other I, part that might have him mistaken me for another. I know for a fact you have been to Sydney and I worry because we hung out, so I worry that you're just now telling so many lies they're coming second nature to you. <laughs> I worry you've got your iron, your lie iron, and now they're just rolling out of the middle. Oh, we remember now, do we? No, I know you did mate, because you did a wee next to Simon Piero. <laughs> um, here's another. Here's another. This is the last one. Okay, yeah. This one, mm. now they've all, they're all real, mm. but this one I think is actually <laughs> the realist. Okay. This actually, Jack, like, you know, again, not mm. questioning any of the others. Yeah. They're, they're fact. As far as I'm concerned, you say it, we read it, that's fact. How's this then? It comes in from Liv. Jack, I want you to be a bit of a judge here. Okay. Guys, Hope this falls on the right side of the fence. I've got some weasel activity to report. Good news, Jack. You're safe. Like it so far. Last year, I gave a very high-quality, one-of-a-kind cap to Andy to be used for Tell Us Someone We Haven't Thought in a while. Yes. It was from our cafe. Mm. It was with the promise for it to be used in the segment. This is a real one. Months go past. What's that? <laughs> this is a real one. Yeah. Months <laughs> yeah. go past. A banana. Multiple episodes have come and gone mm. and still no mention of the hat. So imagine my surprise when none other than Andy Lee waltzes into my work wearing the hat. How cafe donated to the show. That's all of our hats, Jack. That's a show hat. That's a show hat. hat. Right? I called him out on it and he claimed, quote, me wearing the hat adds more value. (laughs) (laughs) He then tried to bribe me with a Hamish and Andy hat, of which I would own half. Months past, still no mention, still no Hamish and Andy hat. Yeah. Hamish and Jack, I trust this will be dealt with accordingly. This is Andy, what do you have to say? This is for yourself. from Liv. I saw Liv this morning as I had my, um, my scrambled eggs from Well, the you're enraging movie. her. Would you continued hat theft? Uh, we hadn't played. We hadn't played. No, I don't even know if Sydney's a city. <laughs> but uh, that is absolutely guilty as charged. Well, and, um, unfortunately, if now that Andy's heard this, you can expect a red-faced Andy Lee to come in and throttle you and tell you to <laughs> F off and mind your own effing business. We know what he's like. Probably. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, Liv. <laughs> Fellas, Beck and I were doing a quiz on the weekend and one section of the quiz was complete these popular sayings by filling in the missing word, right? Great fun. Great fun. Great fun. Got to, got to make your own fun. I made an a, amazing discovery while doing this. Beck had never heard of any of... No, none of the sayings. None of the five sayings wow. that, that, that I thought were very, very popular. She got zero. She got zero out of five. 
Is it possible that someone could miss sayings as a concept for their <laughs> life? Or is it like because, a generational difference? Like, because she's 10, 10 years younger than you, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So oh, like, grandpa with his yeah. sayings. So the sayings were a shilling, a shilling, a shilling will keep the plague away. That was very popular when Andy was growing up. And Beck well, wouldn't know that. How age different? Well, yeah, I guess seven years, seven or eight years difference. Between Andy us? Yeah. yeah, Beck's nine. So okay. like... Andy, 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 Andy wouldn't date you, Jack. <laughs> Too old, baby. <laughs> but maybe I don't know the sayings. So, okay, well, this is why I thought I wanted to play a quiz with you both today. Yep. But rather than getting the actual answer, you, sayings of yesteryear. you have to guess what Beck thought the That's answer was. That's a great was. idea. Well, this is tough. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so it's a quiz between two of you to see who or which of both yep. of you knows how Beck thinks the best. Okay. This is essentially family feud, but it's we Ooh. polled one person. Yes. <laughs> what did she say? You're either going to get ones or zeros. Ready to go? Yep. Let's jump into it. Who thinks like Beck in a quiz? Quiz! The first saying. Feel free to jump in with the actual real answer before you go, okay, so, we've, so yep. you can say, of course it's this, but this is what Beck said, just so, you know, yep. we can Oh, great, off. so there's yeah. points available for showing off? And no, no for points for right. showing off, but just well, more just... getting the saying right. Yeah, I just want to see if Jack knows them. Yep. Because we, yep. we thought it may have been a generational <laughs> nine-year gap that threw them out of sync. A stitch in time saves... Wow, she didn't, she didn't know this. Didn't know it. She didn't know stitch in time saves nine. No. So Jackie, I reckon so okay. maybe he's just. Do I have no idea what that means? Even though I did know it was nine. All oh, right, you don't know what that means. It means if you've got a small rip in your clothing, mm. put one stitch in it because otherwise the rip's going to grow, and then in time you'll, you'll need, need to, you'll oh. need nine stitches yeah. to sew it up. Oh, clever! I thought yeah, I don't know why clever. my head goes to like a time travel type thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's about Rob Stitch time traveling. <laughs> Back to save nine of his brothers. Okay. A stitch in time saves nine. What did yeah. Beck think? A stitch in time saves? The day. The pants. Can't give it to either of you. Oh. A penny. <laughs> she was trying to do old man yeah, stuff. Yes. Oh, a penny farthing. A farting. stitch in time <laughs> saves a penny. <laughs> a penny. A pretty penny. Good saying, but not not completely off topic there. If if uh, the local tailor charged a penny per nine stitches, <laughs> true. Second one, a rolling stone gathers no moss. Yeah, moss. We know. I mean, these are sayings, yes. right? Yeah. But she had okay, no idea. Gathers, never, no. Ne- ne- never heard it before. Momentum. She's got. Jack's got it. <laughs> Really? Because it doesn't really make sense. That does not make sense as a saying. It's a one of the only things it has. Yeah, there's no momentum. <laughs> Literally, that and inertia are the two things it has. <laughs> Jack goes one point eight. Oh, he thinks like a youngie. Yeah, he's a young kid. Okay, third saying. Necessity is the mother of... <laughs> yeah, all inventions. Yeah. Did you know that? Have one? you heard that before, Jack? No, I feel like it's familiar. I don't know if I would have got it. Yeah, yeah. Basically, means if you've got a little rip in your pants, um, it's necessary <laughs> for you to fix it, <laughs> and so you invent the pants fixer five thousand. Yeah, necessity is the mother of invention. So, what would um, Beck have said? Necessity is the mother of all children. Same. Um, just trying to now. Now that I know what she said for one, like the momentum, necessity is the mother of. Um, Excitement. She went with necessity is the mother of the daughter. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna give you close. Yeah, to yeah no, Jack's Jack. Close I'm there. gonna give you a half point, Jack. Yeah. 
Okay. This one's this is amazing. Hard. This has turned into the two this and all of Andy's TV shows. This has turned into your gen and the hundred. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Still Water runs I don't know this. Still Water runs something. Is that Still the, Waters run? Don't know that one. I don't think I've heard that. Um I guess Still Water runs dry. Slowly. Still Water Run Deep is ha- is what is the saying. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, good saying. Dry These are all good sayings. Dry is what Beck said, so Jack gets in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Andy just found a hot young Jack in a female body. <laughs> so happy. Last one. What while the iron is hot? Strike. Str- strike. Strike, yep. Strike while the iron is hot. Oh, the same. iron. She would, have, that's, she would have gone for iron. Hamish yeah. has got it. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> but it's still a good saying. Iron while the that iron is, is hot. That is smart. That does. I mean, yeah, by the laws of you wouldn't do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, great comeback, Ham. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> Token of no value for me. I'm not the Simpsons guy. <laughs> Jacko takes the win. Well done, Jack. <laughs> Hey, there's a certain person that we turn to for any Apple-based news. We're talking about the fruit. The fruit, not the tech, point out. the tech company. There would be a lot of podcasts that had tech people. Yes. That were like, oh, you know, Apple's up front's coming up. Yep. You know, we got to them. Not us. No, no. We love the fruit. <laughs> interested in the fruit. Um, his name's Brian. He's the Appleist. If you've, uh, it's been a while. It's been some time since we've had him on. But uh, if you have not gone back to the start and listened to the podcast in order, which we recommend, this is a nice little recap of when we had the Appleist on. Hello, everybody. It's uh, <laughs> good to be back. I hope since I've left, everyone's taken their red delicious apples and thrown them in a dumpster and set it on fire. <laughs> the worst apple in America. There's a new Apple coming to town that people feel like might be the next big thing in Applelandia, and yep. that is the Cosmic Crisp. The Granny Smith's also an Australian one. Absolutely terrible. Granny Smith is the 16th worst apple on the oh. Apple list. Yep. It's got the acidic kick of expired medicine, and like the, it's got a filmy texture. Uh, it's, it's a mediocre apple mm. from, a, from a fruit company that's wildly inconsistent. It is a celebrity apple, but it's more like a reality star as opposed to Tom Cruise or something because it's, yeah. It's, yeah. You, no substance. you hear about it all the time. You hear, but then you, you in person, it's not as good. I have no children. All I have to leave behind in this world is my reviews and recommendations of apples. And if there is even one person who is disappointed by that, then my entire life is put into question. He is the Appleist. He joins us now. Ahoy to you, Brian. How are you? Ahoy. Um, yeah, I am back. And I have to say, a lot has changed since the last time I talked to you. And it, a lot of it is because of the disgruntled woman that you confronted me with and who wrote that letter about Cosmic Crisp. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was very particular about it. Tell us, I mean, it has, well, it's been a couple of years. We've got I guess a, it, yeah. even though it's been a few years since we've had you on, Brian, I would say you have the largest cut through and recall of any person <laughs> that we have on the show. Anytime <laughs> anything vaguely happens in the apple or seeded fruit community, yeah. Everyone immediately is emailing, going, get, get him on. Get, yep. Let's get, let's see what Brian thinks about this. <laughs> um, obviously, you've got applerankings.com. And that's because of you. That's because of Hamish and Andy. Okay. <laughs> the reason why I created applerankings.com is because 
that woman who was so disappointed in me kept me up at night for weeks. And I thought, I tossed and turned, and I wondered, how could I make it up to the world who now has lost faith in me as an Apple review person? And so I developed the F100, the Frangie 100, the 100-point yep. Apple ranking system. Now every Apple has a score from 0 to 100. It is ranked on nine categories, and it is a perfect system and is 100% accurate, and there will be never again, never again, wow. will you get an email from a disappointed Apple eater saying that I am a fraud. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I don't think it's an overcorrection. I think that's the appropriate response. Funnily enough, I haven't told the guys this. This is a story for another day. I'm doing a similar thing with our hairdressers at the moment. Going around trying to get, you know, ranking them on a point system. Really? I have six categories and you just get scored out of five, so it's out of a possible 30. Mm. We'll talk about it another time, but <laughs> I I appreciate a man <laughs> who's put effort into a scientific <laughs> ranking system. Um, Brian, before we get to some hot Apple news out of Australia, what are you buzzing about in America and around the world with regards to apples? What's, what's scoring a 97 plus, if anything? Well, still, still. To this day, the Sweet Tango Apple is the number one Apple with a 97 out of 100. And honestly, I think the news of the day is that a lot of apples are losing their consistency, including the Sweet Tango. I've had to knock points off everything. I don't like what's happening in the Apple world these days. It feels like things are getting spread a little thin, and it feels like people are saying that apples that are bad are good and apples that are good are bad. It's chaos. <laughs> Do we put this down? Is it a is it a recession thing? Is it a squeezing of the economy? Is it possible that Apple mm. manufacturers are laying off quality checkers? So now we're seeing more of a spread? Well, it's a corporate greed for sure. It's because when there's an Apple that's good, lots of different orchards get the rights to produce it and then the and then the crop gets spread thin. And all of a sudden mm. you're getting apples that are frozen and frozen mm. for the full year so you can get them off season, shipped around the world you got to stick with your local apples in season. You yeah. know, we're, we're living in a society where people feel like they can get everything at every moment. You know, we got Amazon. You remember companies like Amazon, they'll ship you an apple. And you can't get them from, from you can't get an apple from yeah. New Zealand if you're in America and expect it to be fresh. And you yeah. can't get an apple from America in Australia and expect it to be fresh. You've got to get it local. Yeah. And you've got, you guys have some great local apples. Thank you. People are, people are flying single apples around the world because they've got a hankering, and I'm with you. You've got to eat seasonal. Well, this brings us to the exciting news. Um, the Australian Broadcasting Corporation um, science arm were the ones that uh, exclusively released this news during the week. Uh, Ten years in the making is the Kissabel apple. Yeah. It's the newest apple variant to hit the Australian market. Uh, obviously, this wouldn't have got to you yet, Brian, but do you know anything about the Kissabel? Yes, I've been doing my research. And first of all, disgusting name. They also, they say <laughs> that it's like every bite is like a fresh kiss, which is disgusting. I don't want to make an apple. I want to be eating apple. Mm, that is a bit erotic. Too erotic. And then there's three varieties of Kissabel apples, and they all have different names. And one is yellow on the outside and red on the inside. One is red on the outside and red on the inside. And the other one is a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. And they all have different flavors. And they're very similar to an American counterpart apple known as the Lucy Glow and the Lucy Rose. And I have not tried a Kissabelle apple, but I can tell you this from experience. The Lucy Glow 
which is yellow on the outside and red on the inside, is ugly, but far superior in taste to the Lucy Rose. So that would lead me to the belief, because the apples look very similar, that the Kissabelle Jaune, as they're calling it, they're going with French because it's from, it's from France. It was developed in France. The Kissabelle Jaune, which I believe means yellow in French, correct me if I'm wrong, no. is probably the best apple out of the three. Okay, right, so based a, off your experience. So just so when people see this in supermarkets, what color is that? Is that yellow on the outside, red on the inside? Yellow on the outside, red on the inside. It's the uglier apple of the two. The other apple that's red on the outside and red on the inside is a beautiful looking apple. So it's like a shallow person's regret is what I call the Lucy Rose, because you get it, it's not as good. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have went on the date with the hot girl. I should have went on with the less attractive sister who's got a better personality. <laughs> okay. <that's yellow. laughs> so in this article, Especially read, if you're kissing it, I mean, every bite. Every bite that's a lot kiss. of kissing. You want, you want to be compatible. Yeah. Brian, thank you very much for joining us, my friend. Uh, as always, uh, you're the man we turn to when it comes to apples. Uh, people can head to good. applerankings.com. Can I just can I just ask? I know you would never ever do this, obviously, without having tasted the apple. But if you had to throw a number on the Ooh. Brian One Hundred wow. uh, point system at the Kissabelle, the new Australian apple, where would it probably sit? What bracket? I'm assuming it's extremely similar to the Lucy Glow and Lucy Rose. And right now, the Lucy Glow, which I call the breathtaking circus freak, has an 85 <laughs> out of 100. It's in the excellent category. The Lucy Rose apple, which I call the shallow person's regret, has a 69 out of 100, which is mediocre. So don't go for beauty. Go for taste. And that is going to probably be the Kissabelle Jean. <laughs> well, that is wide words. Well done, my Hugely <laughs> wise words to live by. Thank you so much, Thanks, Brian. Brian. <laughs> No problem. Thank you, guys. Hey, Ando. Mm-hmm. What's upset you? No. <laughs> Everything is neat and practical because that's the way he likes it. But what if it wasn't? Hmm. Upset Andy. I appreciate people direct messaging me on Insta or, um, or on, on Twitter and, Raya. Just, and, <laughs> <laughs> and showing me things that are really pleasing as well. There's like yes, a... Trying to care. We have pleasure. We, we'd like to pleasure you as much as we like to upset you. <laughs> there was a, a girl the other day vacuuming and she, there was a really tight spot against the wall mm. and her ca- cabinetry, but the vacuum perfectly went in like the sides, the sides of, uh, of the nozzle at the end and I went, that's good. That's That'd nice. be pleasing. Um, not even... We're thickness... Room for toothpaste coating on either side of the, <laughs> of the vacuum or not even that? Uh, not even that. Even wow, that's tight. That's real tight. Mm. Um, we've got some rippers that continue to come through. Okay. Sam, ahoy. Ahoy, Sam. Would you like to upset Andy? Ahoy, boys. So this is something my old roommate used to do. He enjoyed apples and instead of taking the sticker and putting it in the bin like a normal person, he would just stick it on the toaster. And always in the exact same place. It was sort of like it would clump up and just become this conglomeration of apple stickers that each week I'd go and sort of scrape them off and put them in the bin. One day I went away for a week and I came back and it was, you you almost couldn't see the toast. (laughs) 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 Did did it ever, um, look, did it ever impede the function of the toaster? 
No, but it just looked horrible. It would, that sounded exactly right. It wouldn't have looked very nice. No. Some of these toasters. Stainless steel toaster? No, it was just a – it wasn't like the – what was it? The Russell Hobbs that uh, (laughs) your old roommate – John used to have it was just a Kmart toaster. Good, good deep cut. He still has the Russell Hobbs and still refers to it by name, as if we are all very impressed with the Ferrari of toasters. Um, beautiful Sam, thanks, mate. But yeah, that would upset me. That would upset Jack. Me. Jack. Jack. Ahoy, Jack. Ahoy, Jack. Ahoy, boys. Happy birth month, Andy. Hope nope. you're not demanding too many presents already. He is. Okay, okay, he is. Okay. <laughs> um, what have you got, Jacko? Uh, so it's something my mum actually does. So. When she's watching the footy, I'll always notice that she watches it on the standard 7 instead of 7 HD definition. (laughs) (laughs) That does frustrate me. Yeah. Do you change it for her, Jack? uh, We always tell her that it's very easy just to get that high definition if Mm. you just add a zero, but she always seems to want to... Go back to seven. She just yeah. knows where it's it is. Doing the job. She feels doing the job. I'm getting the gist of the yeah. game. If your mum invited pixels. me round, Jack, I'm saying something early in the conversation, and if she refused, I'd, I'd probably have to watch the rest of the game somewhere else. <laughs> do you do you change? Yeah. Would you do you have viewing? You'd have viewing preferences as you go over to people's houses, would you? Uh, yeah. Once I get there, I swiftly change. But mm. yes, mm. I, if I notice her doing it. Uh, by herself, it's always on the standard definition. <laughs> Vintage channel throwback. Tell us what your game from yesteryear. Nice, Jack. That, that would upset me. Uh, Nick, Nick, ahoy to you. Ahoy, ahoy, boys. What have you got to upset, Ando? So um, at night, when I'm uh, putting my daughter uh, in the bath, you know, run the tap, grab the bath plug. But the only problem is my bath plug is a bit old, and it's in about three or four different pieces. <laughs> So I kind of just uh, put them together like a bit of a jigsaw puzzle and just jam it in the hole. <laughs> no harm, no foul as far as I'm concerned. Does, it hold, doing the trick. does it hold the water? Uh, well, not really, but it, it, it holds water for about 10 minutes. Yeah, but um, who's having a longer bath than 10 minutes anyway? So. Yeah, that's it. It's actually a great trick with a kid too because while they're going, oh, I don't want to get out, do want to get out, they're like, well... It's going to get to a point where you've got no choice because we're going to slow <laughs> yeah, drain. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, you very smart. Just so you know, Nick, most plugs are standard size and you can grab one of those at Bunnings uh, or anywhere else. Chris, he's got time, Ando. Christian, ahoy. What have you got to upset Andy? Ahoy there. Um, Sorry, I, I, hate the, I hate the plug one. I know you do. <laughs> 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 like, oh, I know Christian's about to yeah. uh, launch. Um, but no, the plug one's really cool. And those plugs are about two bucks They're to two replace. Bucks. Yeah. Anyway, or you can, I mean, you could even probably just jam. I'd probably just be, if it was me, I'd be jamming glad wrap or something. In no. Or <laughs> well, just to create a seal. The weight of the water Thick would hold it sock. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sock is porous. That's why I went glad wrap. But, you know, you try and see so sock, maybe it's sock and glad wrap combo. <laughs> All much faster than going to the plug shop. Uh, <laughs> Christian, Christian, what have you got to upset, Andy? Um, yeah, so my mate's uh, watch is set to 24-hour time, but it's backwards. Yeah, that's fine. So oh, no. if, you were, <laughs> if you were to ask him the time, and it's, say it's 9.22 in the morning, 
he'll respond back saying it's 2122. No. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, I expect no. him to do the conversion. He's, <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, yeah, but that, again, no one's falling for that. that. That's the beauty when they were coming up with the system of going, what look. What kind of watch? It's a, just a not not like an Apple Watch digital, but like an older style digital. That's yeah. it. I don't think you, you can't really you can't set an wrong. Apple Watch to no. the wrong time because they're talking to the to the internet. But if you just go Casio, yeah, no, I don't, it, don't it like only that. knows what you tell yeah. it. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> the, like that at all. The great Christian. system, though, Ando, the mm. great system of when humans notice, look, here's the sun, it rises, it hits a peak kind of halfway through the day, yep. then it goes down again. But they could have, we could have had, like, you know, 24 hours makes some, but the system of going, let's just use the numbers 1 to 12, then repeat them again, hmm. you, there's no time you could get confused for the other time. Well, you can if he's got it the wrong way around. No, yeah. but I mean, if he says it's 9 o'clock, you're not accidentally thinking AM or PM. No, but if, he's, if he says 21.30, I'm assuming it's at night, but he's, but he's got not, it Is he really tricking you? <laughs> <laughs> if he asked <laughs> you just true. after breakfast, that he, if he told you it's, <laughs> yeah, it, you, you've, you're making it's you've point. missed the block... <laughs> <laughs> too late no, at night. To if he says 20, 30, I'm not going to race home and get my pajamas on. <laughs> I got nothing done. To <laughs> Fair call, Christian. Thank you. Uh, wrap this up, Sarah. Ahoy, boys. Ahoy. I uh, was very fortunate to recently buy my first home with my husband and uh, I used to work weekends at the time, so I wasn't able to go and view the property myself before we bought it. Uh, and it was only when we moved in that I realised I made a fatal error, error in uh, trusting my fast and loose husband because mm. I laid down in bed that night, looked up at the ceiling and realised that none of the trim is cut at a 45 degree angle to create a nice perfect corner. They're just simply butted up against each other, uh, creating lines which are absolutely not optimal. Oh, are we talking architraves like in between the wall and the roof? Yeah, yeah, the trim or architecture yeah. around the top of the ceiling. Yeah, I know oh, what you mean. Oh, no. So when it hits the corner, yeah, okay. This, mm. is, <laughs> this is real block season two stuff when we're talking about the block. Like this is the, all the fast and loose stuff that happened on those houses. Yeah, and we recently did our redid our master bedroom and I just, it, it all had to change. I couldn't couldn't yep. live with it there. Honestly, I reckon though, you this is the fun of buying a house though. They're mm. never, there's always problems. Um Amanda, you'd, the house you bought, you'd dream of having Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just bought, I just bought a house that doesn't have a ceiling. Um, <laughs> Andy's got a haunted house. <laughs> Running water or Andy's, electricity. Andy's got, Andy's got bigger problems than that. He's got ghosts in his house he's got to get rid of. You're right, you're right. Must but, be nice to, to have uh, running water. <laughs> yeah, so as you were lying there in bed, even looking at a roof is a treat. <laughs> We'll be grateful for what you we'll got. We'll get around to it. <laughs> Fernando, a bit of SPAC filler, you can create your own corners. No, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carly's, Carly's outside just, <laughs> just shaking her head at this one. She lets a lot go past, but this one's not fair. I would like to have a crack at that. Okay. Uh, Sarah, thank you very Thanks, much. <laughs> Ando. Mm. Your girlfriend, Beck, mm-hmm. and Jack, to, to some extent, I reckon Bianca would be into this too. Where do they sit on the, whole, on the idea of good luck charms and the power of a good luck charm or crystal or? She, uh, Beck doesn't really subscribe to mm-hmm. the, those, the hanging a crystal, hanging a charm, but mm-hmm. she does have aura kind of vibes, like a good candle with the right scent. Or she did buy one of those light rocks, a, lo- a, a rock that shine, you shine light through it. It's got like a lamp inside a rock. Yeah, yeah. It's at the yep, option yeah. now. Yep, yep. Bianca, not <laughs> yeah. so much, but I do work with Christian O'Connell who has 
put water outside under a full moon to harness the power of the moon. Gee, that is elite. That's my mother-in-law does that. That's the only other person I know that does that. And she writes gratitude words on the bottle because she believes the water can absorb the feeling of the word. He hasn't done that, so he could probably advance his... Christian does that. (laughs) He's 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 done it once. Do you tease him about that? Oh, yeah, I try, but it's his show, so he can only do so much yeah. without backup. Hard, hard to tease him. <laughs> just turn the mic off. <laughs> there we go, and Jack's left the studio. <laughs> That's well, nice how we this... know that we can tease him. Oh, yeah, that. definitely. Yeah. Next yeah. time you guys are in, let's go for yeah. it. So one came up this morning. <laughs> yeah, that's good, good ammo. One, one came up this morning. I go into the bathroom this morning. Mm. Zoe's holding up um, uh, like a little, a little pendant. I think she goes, have you not put this in your car yet? And I go, oh. And suddenly it all comes rushing back to me. Weeks and weeks ago, we're in Japan, right? At every temple in Japan, they will sell a variety of um, lucky charms. Yep. But they're specific to different things. So you visit, like a lot of the time it's a Shinto temple, and they'll just be the things you can't hang from your rearview mirror or put on your key ring, mm-hmm. whatever they're about, key ring size. But they'll be, you know, they've all got Japanese names, but and they're all written in Japanese. But the English translation will be, there might be like 20 of them, and it will be like, Good health, mm-hmm. um, good luck with a new job, um, focus in exams, um, sporting performance, ward off evil spirits, attract good luck. So there's one for safe driving. Safe driving. So there's Ooh. one that literally is like um, uh, protected driving. Okay. Does that mean you can drive a little looser? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Zoe, Zoe really believes in this stuff, right? So yeah. she, we, we bought about 10 and then we, we got them to write on the paper bag. Like you have to write them because once they're in the bag. Yeah. You don't know which ones they are. So mm. I was very careful about getting the right ones. Like mm. some are for good luck, you know, some are to ward off, some are for the house, mm. some are to give us presents. And she got a she got a protected driving charm for right. each of us. <laughs> She's obviously put it straight in her car yep. straight away. And hasn't I had a must crash. have got yeah, must have yeah, yeah hasn't mm. had a crash. Mm. I must have got mine. I now remember getting mine like, you know, the night we're back and we're like brushing our teeth or whatever. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'll put it in my car tomorrow. And I've just left it in the bathroom amongst the detritus. <laughs> and so it's been floating around there amongst like, you know, like a comb and various bits and pieces. And she's <laughs> found it this morning and is genuinely annoyed because <laughs> last weekend, last weekend, I took the kids, she had a girls weekend and me and the kids went camping mm. and it was five hours driving each way. Mm. And she's like, you did that trip without, like, why didn't you put the protected driving thing up? And I said, well, to be honest, doesn't this prove we don't need it? Because I managed to drive that trip incident-free, uncharmed, like, without the power of a spell. Like an absolute cowboy. She's like, like, well, you got lucky. "Well, Well... but how did I get lucky without a good luck charm? Like, isn't that the point of the charm yeah. is to bring luck? Maybe I'm the charm. Mm. She's not buying it. But do you know, this This puts me in such an amazing position now. I didn't do this deliberately, but, you, you know, you'll immediately see this mm. hand over from, yeah. like, game theory. Mm. She's checkmated. Yes. We all know the next move. Mm. I now immediately put it in my car mm. and hang it up. And now... Like, if nothing happens, great. If something happens to me, it's amazing evidence (laughs) that the thing doesn't work. And I've already proved I did 10 hours in a weekend Mm. uncharmed. Like, yep. You know, you know what you should do is back into her car at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Take you both down. Too much charm. Too Too many charms. (laughs) We've been (laughs) overcharmed. 
Thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. 